welcome to the Audit 15 Fun podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, I have the honor to have as my guest, Lior Segal. He is the Chief Audit Executive at Bezek, a telecommunications company based in Israel, and he has extensive experience in internal audit, compliance, risk management, and SOX. Welcome, Lior, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. John, hi, John. Thank you. Very, very nice to be with you in this uh, podcast. You know, I see your podcast for many years, and I like to read the content. It's very concise, very sharp, very interesting, very diversified. So it's very good to, to hear and to follow. It was very great. Very, I'm very happy to meet you uh, in Amsterdam. So it was great to see you in person, and I'm happy to be with you. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I, it, was, it was a pleasure meeting yesterday as well, and I'm excited for this episode. Like you mentioned, I try to bring diversity. I try to bring different perspectives. And I think you have some really good perspectives. You're based in Israel. Israel is known as the startup nation. You guys, from what I was reading, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but about one third of the uh, cybersecurity firms are based in Israel. So Israel has some really good practices in cybersecurity, governance, and internal audit as well. So. I have a question here for you, Lior, that I, you know, hopefully the people can, can take some really practical takeaways from this question and from your perspective here. So let's say your company gets a hint that a major cybersecurity breach has occurred or is about to occur and the reputation can be tarnished globally. What are the first three actions that you would take? I think that, uh, you know, cybersecurity is not uh, like a new risk. Uh, it goes along together mainly with uh, data privacy, but again, it's not like a new risk, but uh, this is the major one, I think maybe the most significant ones to organization. We also saw in the risk and focus and in, in some other surveys, this is the top one uh, priority, top the most, uh, uh, I can say, dangerous risk observation. And indeed, uh, we are in Israel, we're having a lot of uh, experience in terms of cybersecurity. I think uh, um, having uh, this uh, cybersecurity attack or a possible breach is something that you can remember in the life of a company. It's not like something that uh, hopefully will come every day. And if you have a data breach, an actual data breach, you have to deal with it. So I think uh, generally speaking, organizations need to be allowing themselves the opportunity to know how to handle these risks. Namely, you have to have a plan of incident management in case something happens. You have to have the right tools to uh, to prevent if possible and to de- or to detect if not. You have to have these uh, professionals, hopefully within the organization, that can actually sit on the same SOC to you know to uh, observe and to monitor the network and the, the IT systems to know how to handle these uh, these events. You have these to have these uh, special procedures and policies. You know how to deal with this. So this is actually. One thing that you have to be uh, uh, to, to to have it within every company, within within every organization, hopefully. But in case this is happening, uh, you know, even if you have all these, uh, let's say, uh, tabletop exercises and penetration testing, you are ready. Things are going to be a bit different. So I think maybe thinking about what are maybe it's, it's hard to actually to define what are the first three priorities or first three advices that you need to be conducting, but. I think that in the beginning, you have to really like to isolate the, 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 the event or contain it. You know, you have to see the first one to see what is 
let's see what, what are the effect systems, what, what has happened in the organization. If, we, if needed, you need to uh, disconnect the computer, disconnect the device, disconnect the system, disconnect the, the account, the IT system, whatever. So again, containing and, and disconnecting everything is maybe the first, uh, first priority in the beginning because you have to, to uh, make sure that you are actually uh, stopping the effect. Second one, I think, is maybe uh, to assess the scope. So if you find one computer, maybe, and, and then you've gone, gone through the first phase, this is okay, but maybe this has infected some other uh, uh, computers. Let's say, for example, the issue about uh, backups. Do we know whether backups were also infected? Yes or no. So we have to assess this. We have to see what are, what has actually happened. So just to uh, um, present it to you, you know, for example, there are so many problems, so many data breaches, so many problems that can arise from the, from the uh, area of cybersecurity. For example, the loss of equipment, extortion, wire fraud, the sensitive data, data, data extortion, credit card uh, issues, ransomware, malware, stolen uh, and their identities, you know, the DDoS, denial of service, uh, distinct denial of service, and many, many, many more. So you have to deal with it. So this is actually the second one to try to to estimate the size, the magnitude, the population, the number of computers, network, software systems, whatever, database maybe. And maybe the third one, it's, I can't say this is not important, but this is the third, I believe this is the third part, is to actually to see that everyone that should be informed should be actually informed. So uh, this is really important because, for example, if I'm sitting at night, let's say, and then I see a data project is coming, I have to do this phase one and two. but Still, I have to inform all the relevant parties, namely the internal personnel, meaning the management, the C, the CEO, the CTO, maybe the legal counsel, the board. I think should be aware. Maybe not in the beginning, but I think not not late or not too late. So things are not going to happen. And again, to see what we should do regarding external authority. So this is actually. Some difficult question because it depends when you have to inform the, the external parties, the regulators, the, the securities exchange, if you are a public company, et cetera. So we have to have some kind of threshold that you're estimating everything. You have to consult about what and when you're going to, uh, to do this uh, reporting. And then for example, I'm a customer, you know, so this is the, actually the third of the population. I'm a customer of the companies and I want uh, to have uh, my details actually uh, uh, that were stolen maybe, or my credit cards were stolen. So I think a company which is fair and uh, honorable and work with, with all its stakeholders in a fair manner, in an ethical manner. So I want to be informed if I'm the customer, if I'm the vendor, whatever, if my details were stolen, if my credit card, as I said, was stolen, I have to be informed. So again, to summarize everything, first one, we have to contain, Second, second one, we need to assess the magnitude of the issues. And third one is the reporting, the informing, which is also very important. There are so many other steps throughout the way. We need to recover whatever we are doing, but these are the things that they have uh, three main ones. In the awesome. Yes, very good. And I, I unfortunately was part of uh, one incident or, you know, the company that I was working for at the time was part of one incident and exactly what you said there, your first action was isolating, containing, disconnecting the computers. That's exactly what they did. And that's very good assessing the scope, the size of the problem, 
and informing people. And that's, that's a really good point. Here in the U.S., uh, the SEC will have uh, or already has uh, new disclosure requirements that are going to be effective in December. So that's a really good point as well, Vior. Changing, yeah. changing gears here real, uh, a little bit, but not too much. Still talking about the digital, digital transformation that's happening around the world. And Israel is obviously one of the front, runner, front runners there. Uh, from your perspective, what can internal auditors do to better prepare themselves for all of this digital transformation that is occurring? And secondly, what can CAEs do to better assure their boards that their companies are going in the right this direction? Is, this is some really challenging questions you are raising because, you know, <laughs> the AI is the future. You know, if you're going back half a year ago to November, nobody knows what is this ChatGPT is all about. And I think today, Things are different. Uh, so JGPT is maybe the, like the new one or the new guy in the block, but it's not this, the digital transformation, I think, made its uh, quantum leap uh, during the COVID, I think. And all of us remember when suddenly we cannot come to the offices, so we need to work remotely. So this is part of the problems. And we, need, we needed to digitalize a lot of processes, a lot of, uh, of uh, systems that were, uh, or manual processes that were uh, conducted until then. So. All the entering and introducing of these uh, new, uh, let's say, uh, uh, processes to the digital world. This is a new one. This is the digital transformation. This is very important uh, uh, part of the business. Nobody's not business. No business, I think, today can say to themselves, "This is not part of my business." Even the new one, you know, the old economies or the low tech are still need to, be, to be handling these processes because the robotic is here. The the blockchain is entering and still is here. Uh, of course, the AI and machine learning, everything is here. All the things that we actually spoken about like three, four, five, ten years ago, some of us, and I've been in many, many forms for many years about speaking about this, uh, what is going to be, when it's going to be possible. So today it is possible. It's going to be a lot more complicated in the world. So us as auditors, we need to be also ready for this. We cannot say, okay, no problem. This is going to be, uh, we, we are auditors, we are safe. Uh, I can recall that uh, uh, in one of the conferences, um, I remember that Anthony spoke about the future of auditing in terms of speaking about what are the extinct uh, professions. So, you know, don't want to, to find ourselves uh, in useful to the organization. We want to keep on uh, promoting the successful. So in order to be relevant, I think there are some steps I can really uh, suggest to our, to my colleagues uh, here and around the world. So. I think uh, we have to, for first things first, we, know, we need to understand the technology. We need to understand what is this, this new uh, emerging technology that are coming. Just let me remind you again, the risk and focus. Number five risk was the emerging technology, the disruptive technology and the AI. The risk and focus currently is going to be published soon. I'm sure we're going to see the, the, the AI and technology in a very, very high uh, score uh, given by auditors and by executives around the globe going to be a global service soon. So this is actually something that is here and it's here to stay. Uh, we need to be staying informed about the technologies. You know, auditor today is not, cannot say I'm not uh, an IT auditor. So let the IT guys do everything. No, this is not the same. <laughs> we have to understand it. We have to be prepared for it. We have to, to, to make ourselves very much proficient in this field. Uh, we have to know something about analytics. You know, so in the past, there were these, again, these IT auditors that work with these uh, 
a data analytics software today, almost all, every auditor need to be handling this. And, and me as a chief audit executive, I need to be challenging my employees, my staff, my organization with the current and with the new tools that are using even every, every day now. You know, the, the, the audit software, let's say, for example, in the past, all of us worked with uh, these uh, office tools. Today, I think also what yes. I'm doing is working with a specialized audit uh, software uh, that can help me, uh, you know, do this uh, audit management very efficiently. We need to understand the controls. We have to understand what the business is doing in terms of the IT, where the IT is going. It's not like an IT uh, one-year plan. We have to understand where we are going, where the organization is going. And whether this idea uh, or the digital transformation is actually following it. So you have to know it. There are also many, uh, uh, I can say, say cybersecurity risks. We spoke about cyber before, but also there are many, many cybersecurity risks uh, within this uh, new emerging technology. Let's say, and I just to, uh, to give you an example, you know, this, the software developers in the past, you know, they sat with themselves and wrote the code and everything. Today, they're taking the codes this ChatGPT or similar, they're planting the code and asking to, to fix the code or to change or to find problems. So and then they're taking the code back to the computer, back to the system, back to the data where they, they, for the, the, so the data basis of the organization. This is really, really interesting, very, really challenging. So these are part of the things I think we need to, to, to do, we need to be doing every time. And we have, I think also, because everything is faster, everything is really, really more, I can say, a, a challenging today to, to be handling because of the new technologies, which we should also uh, maybe try to consider to uh, move to maybe uh, newer audit methodologies, not stick only to the new one, to the, to the standard one, which is which are very important. Maybe we should really speak about agile uh, technologies for many, many years. Maybe we'll speak about it later in some other uh, uh, meetings. But uh, the Agile is also part of what internal auditors are doing throughout the world. Uh, also, the issue about continuous auditing, continuous modeling, it's not like a buzzword. We need to try and fix and try to, to see whether we can revise our technology. So this is part of what we are doing. But just shortly, but what can CIEs uh, are doing in order to assure the boards? You know, board of worries. You know, board of directors are actually sitting in, the, in themselves. Not all of them are actually understanding the new technologies. So I think first and foremost, we need to give, uh, uh, if they are not, if they don't know it, and maybe even if they know it, we need to try to educate the board, try to explain to them what are the risks that are associated with our, uh, uh, with the um, digital transformation, these tools and technologies. We for themselves, for ourselves, for example, as I said, told you before, in many organizations, in, in, I think in all the organizations, people are moving, all the organizations are moving to this uh, digital era. So we need to understand whether there is a strategy behind it, whether we are going there. We need to challenge the strategy to see that it was actually uh, rich with a really fine uh, process and that we can understand the new risks. It's called down new risk every time. I heard about some statistics that every day there are more than one and new AI uh, uh, software, software that are actually introduced to the world. So. We need to take this into consideration if we are challenging or try to give some assurance of the board. We need to assess, of course, the risks. Uh, we need to develop our uh, engagement risk that are, will be actually taking into account these, these risks also. I think uh, we also, as, as in the past, we need to evaluate the controls, but not only the controls about 
in the regular uh, traditional processes, but only in the controls of the introducing of the new systems, of the new processes, of the new controls. You know, I can also tell you my, my story that in some part, you know, when you're starting an audit today, uh, you should also, you can also use uh, uh, this ChatGPT uh, or similar, again, the BARD or some other technology. You can ask these questions. And so this is in terms of how can you plan the audit, how you can conduct the audit, how can you find some uh, discrepancies, etc. And there are many, many vendors today. So the boards know that there are many vendors that are provoked, providing to the organization these services in terms of digital transformation, but he wants to know the board whether we are ready, whether we are protecting ourselves, whether we are actually monitoring these third parties effectively. So this is where us auditors are entering. The chief auditor executive having this direct interface with the board should actually speak about it and present it, making it part of the a multi-year plan for the next year annual plan. I think every auditor should should include at least one engagement, which is which is dealing about the, the, uh, this topic. So it's just part of my thoughts. I think <laughs> very very good, very good. I actually, Lior, I actually recently interviewed an audit committee, who is also the CFO of a public company, and two things that you mentioned were exactly the same things that you mentioned too. So that's very interesting. There's no distinction between IT auditor, financial auditor, or there shouldn't be going forward because you're dealing with IT. You better understand the technology. That's, that's exactly in line with what you said. And what you mentioned about having to rethink your methodologies was also something that you mentioned. So really, I think really good takeaways here for the community, practical things that they can think about and implement in their practices. Last question for you here, here Lior. Uh, on top of being a chief audit executive of a large corporation, you're also a professor. You teach governance at the university level. So thinking about those principles of governance that you're teaching, what are some things that you have a harder time or you find it challenging to implement it in the real world, going from theory to practice? You know, we are speaking a lot about, this is a really, really good question. Thank you, John. You are really, really giving, us, giving me a lot of uh, challenge to, to think about this, uh, how, to, how to come with a good uh, answer or a feedback or a solution. You know, governance is, is here. You know, all of us, as auditors, we know that governance is very important, that, you know, this is all the issue about combination of processes and structures, implement by the board to inform, direct, manage, and monitor activities of the organization, everything is very, very important for us. We need to challenge the, the governance. We have to make sure that this is here. And I think most of us know of the general uh, uh, principles. I can say maybe shortly, you know, we know about the accountability, uh, the people, the board and the management should be accountable to their activities, the transparency, how we can take these uh, actual, uh, um, you know, actual uh, um, findings, you know, actual events and uh, mishaps, something that happens within the organization to uh, make it public uh, uh, to all our stakeholders, to our external, external stakeholders, not only the, like the, uh, for the SEC wise, but also for the employees, for the customers, suppliers, all the, all the community, I can say. We can speak about responsibility, you know, today ESG is here and it's here to stay. So the, the, the company or the, Cooperation has to be responsible in its activities to think about all its stakeholders, the environment, the social, and of course the governments. 
there are so many other uh, principles I speak about. So I can say, uh, you know, depending where you're staying, you know, what you're doing, um, thinking globally, you know, there are many codes for covered governance, you know, the UK, the combined code, and, and the OECD and so many others. SOX, of course, is part of the, or part of these issues. Uh, but I think thinking about what you said about what is uh, maybe the most challenging to take it to the world, real world, I think, uh, I can't say only one, but maybe if you are pushing me to the corner, I can say transparency is really challenging because, again, the issue about information is very, very important. The knowledge about what is happening within the organization. So speaking about the model or the university level you're speaking about. You have to disclose everything and everything which is important, but coming to the real world, how can you, let's say the disclosure committee, if you have one in your company or the board or the management per se, how can the management knows about all the, all, all these parties, all those organs knows about, know about all the, all what's happening in the organization? No, this is the issue about the iceberg of ignorance, you know, that only 4% of what is happening on the ground level, on the line level, line managers is actually arriving to the senior management. So this is quite a challenge about the information. And then even if the information is arriving, you have to discuss what is material to all our stakeholders. What do we need to, to inform everyone? And I think maybe part of it is, uh, it's also an issue of culture. Uh, see, think about what is the, like the root cause of everything that is happening. So there's an issue about the culture or different cells, maybe some conflicted interests, etc. But again, the transparency is very important. So for example, organization coming to them in, in a practical manner, trying to tell them, you know, come on, we have a, 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 to establish this, as I said before, this uh, disclosure committee to define the threshold for uh, reporting. So even if it's not important to me, I want to know about the lawsuit. I want to know about the cyber, I want to know about the data leakage, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to decide what is relevant to be disclosing outside. And I think the transparency is very important. Um, I think uh, uh, there are some other issues I can say. Maybe if if I may, John, if it's okay, just absolutely. <laughs> maybe a bit about the the performance orientation uh, principle, namely that in this part you want to know that uh, actually the corporation is or the uh, the company is working for the sake of the short term and the long term, and we need to find the. the the balance between them, you know, there are many, many conflicting interests within that. So this is also sometimes a problem and sometimes there is a, a challenge within that, within this, because uh, between the management, the board, and even the shareholders and, and the community, of course. So this is another challenging principle to, in, to implement, but companies are actually doing it. You know, they're, they're finding the way they're, uh, you know, giving, providing or preparing detailed information for uh, the management meeting to the board meeting discussing the alternatives in order to get to reach to a, a to an informed decision which is very important of course so these are like one or two there are many other but <laughs> they, taking me as i said to the core what i think is the most uh, important one i think i can say or the more challenging one yeah the iceberg of ignorance that's a very good point and i think that's where internal audit comes in right because we can assist the board assist uh, management in trying to uncover those things that are uh, not seen, not heard by yeah. everyone. So really appreciate you being on the podcast, Lior. Thank you so much.